Hey, 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 what is going on, Cube fam? Wishing you guys a healthy and happy new year. Want to kick this episode off with a topic that's very, very important right now. We're seeing the markets get a little shaky with the SPY down over 2% to start the year off. The NASDAQ closer to 4 or 5% down, small cap down 3 4%. Volatility index is rising uh, around 19 now. And we've digested a lot, believe it or not. In the first two weeks of the year, we've had to take in a lot. And that includes a CPI report, okay, an inflation report that touched 7% year over year. That's been a little difficult for the market to really digest and consume. And on top of that, we've had a Fed minutes that pretty much said, look, guys, we're going to be doing exactly what we said, but we could potentially see rate hikes as early as March. We'll see if that happens. I'm not sure I'm fully sold on that, um, but this is a lot to take in. And the natural question I get often and I think of myself is, what's next, right? That, that's always what the market is doing, what, looking forward, what is next? And as I really think about it, there's only one real thing right now that is next, and that's at least of utmost importance, and that is Q4 earnings. At the end of the day, guys, yes, technicals and moving averages and RSI and all these indicators are neat for the, you know, intraday movements and even weekly movements. But over the long term, it's all about earnings. So I'm going to break down what expectations are for earnings, what we've seen already with like JP Morgan and the like uh, to kick things off. And who's on tap for the next couple of weeks before we get into the real, real thick pile of all the earnings that are coming up here? Because essentially, the market looks confused to me. To me, the market is all over the place. You're seeing so many names fall so hard, so fast to kick things off. And really, it's, it's confusion. It really is confusion. Despite getting some clarity from the Fed, despite hearing the inflation report, which many were hoping would peak by, by now, we're seeing that it hasn't happened yet. I am optimistic that we'll see it peak here sometime in Q1. But it's got the market frantic right now. And the only thing that can really put those concerns to rest, at least somewhat, is going to be hearing from the companies, hearing from companies within different industries, seeing what they're talking about, what their points are, how, of course, the numbers are doing, and then allowing the market to get that certainty it's looking for, that guidance it's looking for. This is such a pivotal, pivotal um, quarterly report because it not only wraps up how the Q4 season went with such high inflation, right? We saw the the October, November, now December CPI reports around 6.7 to 7%. And we want to know how these companies fared during that time period. You know, it, it was a lot higher than the, the months and quarters beforehand. So we want to know what that's looking like. And on top of that, we want to get some 2022 guidances. So this is a very, very crucial report, and it's going to pretty much draw the line in the sand. You know, we've had the two important uh, items already with inflation and the Fed minutes, but at the end of the day, what's next is the Q4 earnings season, uh, hands down. So let me lay out exactly what's going on now. Let me break some stats down for you guys. 4% of the S&P 500 has reported earnings so far. Not a whole lot. Like I said, they, they just started, and that's why this podcast is timely. Uh, of that 4%, 76% have reported a positive earnings per share surprise. 90% have reported a positive revenue surprise. Um, estimated earnings per share growth rate for Q4 is 
21.8%. That is what the street is expecting for earnings growth in the Q- in Q4. That would mark, if it does happen, the fourth straight quarter of greater than 20% growth. Um, so this is very important, but let me, let me get more into the nitty-gritty. I have all my notes here. 12 out of 20 companies have already cited labor costs and shortages as affecting their business. Okay? But with this in mind... The companies that have reported in the S&P 500 are showing earnings per share growth of 27.7%. So this is already coming in faster than the expected at 21.8%. Remember, that's what the street is expecting for in totality when it's all said and done. But so far, from what we've seen, 27.7% is what we're at right now with who's reported. Okay, And that's with uh, a majority of them citing labor costs, and shortages affecting their business. Um, and now you might say, well, how the heck is that possible? Well, I got I got a stat for you there too. Of this 2017 have already increased their prices to battle inflation. Okay? So that is exactly how they're able to get that positive earnings per share uh, surprise there. Okay? And the market is expecting, as I said, guys, everything's forward-looking, right? So while the Q4 earnings growth is important, it's all about the expectations for, for Q1 and Q2. Uh, Q1 earnings per share growth rate is expected to come in at 6.2% in Q1 year over year. Q2 is expected to come in at 4.2% year over year. All right. In totality, the market's expecting around 8% total uh, in earnings per share growth in 2022. So we're definitely going to be reaching a more normalized environment. Okay. So that... Four straight quarters of 20% growth in earnings per share is going to come to an end this year, most likely. Um, even if the estimates are beaten, even if they doubled estimates, it still would be under 20%. So that's going to start to normalize. And that's why in the outlook, just to briefly discuss that, um, I pretty much have been saying uh, and the theme is that every company is now going to be held accountable for how they perform. Uh, the rising tide that lifts all boats is no longer here. This is not funny money anymore. Companies have to execute. Otherwise, uh, they will probably get butchered. I mean, I think it's going to be a very choppy uh, earnings report season. I think for the options players, they're probably going to have some fun this this quarter. I, I, I can see a lot of uh, big booms and busts this quarter it, it, with some wild, you know, post-market and uh, and during regular market hours too, uh, reactions. So I think we could definitely see that. We saw a good amount of that last quarter. I don't think that's going to change uh, this quarter. Um, I was speaking to, to earnings per share growth, just to tap on revenue for a little bit. Um, revenue growth is expected to be 12.9% in Q4. Um, so keep that in mind. And Q4 expected profit margins are expected to be 11.9% versus 11% in the year before. So it's going to be very, very interesting how things play out on a margin standpoint, right? And these are some high margins here, uh, historically speaking. It's going to be interesting how this plays out because there's going to be some companies who can pass along their costs more easier than other companies can, and those companies will be rewarded, so if you, you might be seeing maybe some companies get dragged down in totality, maybe in their sector or whatnot, but there's going to be some that, you know, on inflation worries, there's going to be some that show that they have pricing power. You know, I, I know we speak about it a lot in 
uh, the streams and, of course, in the group chat about who, who's got strong pricing power. Like, I'm going to be keeping a close eye this year on Starbucks. You know, how, how much can they push that cup of coffee before you start to see demand uh, wane a little bit? You know, what exactly is the price point that'll push you to the point where you start to make your own coffee at home before you leave the house? That's going to be what we're watching. We just saw Netflix on Friday say they're bumping their prices up another dollar or two. Uh, there's a reason behind everything I do, guys. That's why I posted that on a Sunday, okay, just because I wanted to know. I was like, I don't want to wait. I want to know. Who would cancel? Who is, it, is this a make or break for you? I, I want to know. And it looks as though it's not going to be too big of an issue for consumers. I, I don't think the extra dollar or two increase is going to push people away from Netflix. And I've just finished doing a model on Netflix I'm not going to say too much about whether it's a buy or a sell or not, but what I did preface and what I did heighten a lot and, and really spoke about was their ability to expand profit margins and free cash flow margins. That's going to be the life or death of Netflix. I'm not talking about from a bankruptcy standpoint. I'm talking about from a, a, a well-performing stock standpoint. And seeing them do this uh, as if you're a shareholder, okay, and I still actually do own some Netflix through my passive index ETFs, um, you're going to want to see them raise, raise prices. You, you need, it needs to happen. Um, they only do it every couple of years or so, um, but it, it needs to be done. The way I was modeling the company, it, there was really no other way around it. And they need to charge more. And it makes sense. And I, I think their service is good enough so they can handle that. But the point I'm making to bring it full circle here is... We're going to find out this year how strong customer bases really are, how well companies can manage their costs, how well they're able to pass those costs off to consumers, how well they're able to handle their supply chains. We saw that, of course. I, I think in 2021, as we look at that, especially toward the back half of the year, as inflation started to ramp up when people weren't expecting that to happen, you saw a pretty large sell-off across many, many companies, especially those that are not currently profitable, all right? And I think there's going to be a really wild correction there, but it's not going to be across all of them. So if, they were, if there was any remote nervousness, any kind of nervousness or concern about pricing power, ability to handle an inflationary environment, higher rates, uh, your stock was sold off, period, and now 2022 is going to be the year, and starting with this quarter, right, with Q4 to show that they handled it, that starts now, along with the guidances that they give, to show that, no, 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 our businesses is, are stronger than you're discounting us to be. We're, we're running a business that can actually handle the current macro environment, and you will see violent swings across specific names when they're shown that they can actually do that. Because the way you see growth sell off, it's methodical and it's across all names. It doesn't matter what you are, what industry you're in, what you're selling. If you're not currently profitable, not currently driving huge cash flow, you are getting sold off pretty viciously. And I think that if, if these companies can show that, hey, well, look, we're, we're able to pass costs off to the consumer or, we will, or, or if they're not able to do that, we're able to cut costs here to maintain our market share or maintain our margins, then you will see that reflected because 
it's that's usually how the market goes. We're gonna discount everything because we're not sure. Now prove to us why you know you deserve to get that uh, appreciation back in that stock price and that valuation. So I think that's gonna be the theme starting this quarter and throughout the entire year. So with that being said, let me break down some of the names. Let me just bring to to light some names here. It's I'm doing this. It's Monday, uh, January seventeenth. Uh, markets are closed today, but they open up tomorrow. And here is what we have scheduled. So nothing really big uh, tomorrow. Uh, that's Tuesday. Uh, we have Intel and American Airlines and Procter and Gamble on Wednesday. So nice little blend there, right? How is Intel's cash flow going? How's their supply chain? You look at American Airlines. How much did Omicron affect their business? What's their guidance looking like? for 2022 or at least for Q1, especially during the holiday season, with, with especially with labor shortages. And we saw how many canceled flights across the sector we saw. So we will see exactly how that fares for them. No pun intended. Also, uh, you know, with crude up here at $83 a barrel, how is that affecting their margins as well? Then you got Procter & Gamble from more of a consumer staple standpoint. How are they handling inflation, right? So these are, there's so many, that's why it's going to be very, very important here, guys. This is the next thing. This is where the eyeballs now turn to. After the CPI report, after the Fed minutes, it is now all about this. So uh, it, it's, just buckle up, guys. It's, it's going to be wild. Then we got Netflix on Thursday. You know, I don't think it was just a coincidence that they raised the prices a week beforehand as they go into earnings. It's probably going to be a pretty big talking point, um, and it's all going to be about net addition subs. Uh, it's it's interesting. They're dropping prices internationally, raising them uh, domestically, and that's probably to subsidize uh, some some losses that are happening internationally because uh, they're they're selling their service at a fraction of the price. So they there's going to be a lot of talk about net additions there. And at least, at least if that comes in weak, because I did see some analysts reduce their estimates, at least they can have the talking point of, well, we, we're increasing prices here, so we should see a boost to margins. If we're not going to get an increase in revenue from, you know, marginal increments uh, in, in net ads, at least they have the uh, increase in revenue from current existing subscribers. Okay, then we have uh, nothing on Friday, not usually the case. Uh, so next Monday, all right, we have AMD. That's going to be interesting. Expect AMD to move with Intel, all right? Uh, that So how Intel reports will affect AMD. So expect some volatility on AMD Wednesday, all right, uh, as a, in sympathy to what Intel reports. Then we have a pretty big day on Tuesday of next week. So uh, American Express, 3M, Verizon, Microsoft, Capital One, we're going to be looking at default rates there. Johnson & Johnson for another staple name, all right? Verizon has not been doing well. They need to highlight what the plan is, make sure that cash flow is steady, healthy, um, uh, make sure that dividends are all right, talk about 5G plans, things things like that. 3M as well uh, from the staples, uh, like, like J&J, for example, uh, maybe a little different, but right in that same ballpark. Microsoft, hey, here we go. Here we go. Time to time to show the Azure growth. That's what it's all about here. Show the steady cash flow, and uh, and give that guidance. So uh, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs next Tuesday. Wednesday's a little bit of a different batch with Boeing and AT and T. So that's going to be interesting. Again, expect AT and T to move on Verizon the day before. 
And then next Thursday is a monster day. JetBlue, Altria, Apple, Atlassian, Blackstone, Stryker, McDonald's, U.S. Steel, and Nucor. So what are, what are we seeing here? So we got airliners. We have uh, tech, uh, both kinds of tech. We have Atlassian, which is a pure play software as a service that's been getting crushed Okay, you want to see some good net dollar expansion rates there. You want to see margins good there. You want to make sure revenue growth is solid. Um, I'm not quite sure with Atlassian as far as their free cash flow goes, but at least less burn or just more free cash flow there. Apple, all about the supply chain here. Apple's we got it. We got to see. You know, we've been seeing like Wedbush talking about how it's it's progressing better than expected. So we got to see how that's going. Blackstone, private equity giant. This is all about how the real estate market is doing, how the oil market is doing, how so many other you know, uh, private equity investments are doing. This is huge. This is huge. So we're going to keep a close eye on that. Stryker from a med tech perspective. McDonald's from just a you know your normal house spending going. Are, are people maybe going more to McDonald's for meals now because prices are too expensive at Costco for for steaks and chicken and and you know fish so it's going to be very very interesting you got the two steel players in Nucor and US Steel so how's that looking what's their guidance going to be like with the infrastructure bill just a ton of ton of of important data that's going to be thrown our way that the market's going to have to digest and that's why I'm telling you guys expect some choppiness and then i'm only gonna go out to next friday uh with caterpillar and chevron next friday again caterpillar is going to be also in that industrial play not so much materials as it is for for new core and u.s steel but there's some sympathy there there's there's some overlap there and then chevron should not get out of the park with their uh with the higher oil prices so that's gonna be interesting maybe they do something with the dividend things of that sort that industry is expected to post some monster year-over-year gains as well in in revenue and earnings per share so guys this is the layout right now this is what's next this is where you need to turn your attention to if you're not really focusing too much on individual company reports it would be wise to because while we do hinge and and wait on our on our, you know, tippy toes about what's going on with macro data. Uh, there's a lot of the story being told on each of these companies' individual reports. That's also a really, really good indication of how the economy is doing. So, my eyes are peeled. I have a very, very busy time coming my way, given the nature of my work. So, guys, good luck to you. Keep an eye out for everything, and uh, and best of luck. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. I hope you found value in this one. Take care.